0: Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles.
1: Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles.
2: Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, Get syndicated. Carter the Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a cast away. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio. AM 830, KLAA. Yeah, I'm a little... Ron, it was a little bit hard to get up today. Anyway, good morning, everybody. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. My co-host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools, who had his first fishing school this week. Awesome. Well, No, number two. Number it was two. number two. Oh, good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, let's see. Tony is Mia. Mia, so he will not be here. And then I've got uh, Mr. Steve Carson. I don't know where six feet under the totem pole is, dude. Is he? Are you on here? Oh, they're right there. Okay, well, stay there. Okay, earthworm, <laughs> just stay there for a second. Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve.
3: Good morning, Sergio.
2: Yeah, now, and I apologize, Andrew. That's my fault. I mean, there was a line here, but there was no name. So not only are you six oh. feet under, an earthworm, now you're not even worthy of putting the name on the line. Ron, look, it's and completely man. blank right here. It's totally blank. We got Steve Carson, and that one's blank.
4: Who are you talking about?
2: Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy. The, 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 uh, the Mac Daddy. The Donut Man. The, the Mac, Yeah, the non-Donut Man. Yeah. Okay, the Mac Daddy Good morning, of earthworms. Andrew.
0: Good
2: morning, guys. <laughs> okay, so you want all your accolades? Max Fish reports Western Outdoor News. Uh, let's see, IGFA, and um, I don't know what was what was the name of that dirt that the the, the the potting soil that you get. What's it called? Oh, Miracle uh, Grow. Miracle Grow. Okay. Well, you're in the oh. Miracle Grow, right? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Good morning, everybody, and uh, we'll try to make it a good, fun show. All right, Andrew, we normally talk about freshwater first, so I want to give you the opportunity. Are you still there, or, or what time did you get in last night?
0: Um, no, I got home about uh, 8 o'clock. Oh, okay. Last night.
2: All right, so uh, give us a report. Give us a report.
0: Cool. So we're going to start it uh, from Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, they had their last stocking of trout. Um, on Thursday, uh, they're gonna switch to catfish starting next week. The water's starting to warm up So uh, so they made the call to uh, go ahead and switch to the catfish But I'm um, they still been putting big fish in there still a couple double digits uh, a lot of bigger size trout and that six to eight pounds uh, Size they're still getting a lot of lightning trouts from two weeks ago uh, that are showing So Santa Ana River Lakes is still a great place to go Um just uh, starting next week, trying to switch your tactics from uh, power bait to jig, and now uh, start soaking uh, uh, mac bites, mackerel, uh, uh, use occasion bite on, you know, on the shrimp, so it's uh, definitely a transition time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, from there, uh, we'll go to uh, mountain lakes. Um, I actually fished mountain lakes yesterday, quite, uh, I'll put it that way. So... Because it rained the day before, I was able to uh, uh, start a little bit later yesterday for work. So being that I live 15 minutes from Mountain Lake, I was like, you know what? I got two hours of fish, let's head up there. Headed up there, found my spot, You know, tied on a uh, um, a uh, yellow-white hookup bait, the 116, um, dipped it in the bite on saw, started casting out and right away got hit, got one, got another one, and then I ended up catching a bass um, on the hookup bait. That was pretty cool. And then uh, from there, I caught a a six-pounder to kind of close out the two-hour session. It was hard to leave because they started picking up biting better, but I had a bit of work. So I went to work, and all day yesterday, I'm like, man, I got to go back. I got to go because it was too good. Ended up, uh, got off work, headed back up there again for another two-hour session. And then uh, I was able to fill uh, the next two fish for both five-pounders. I was able to fill that first pass and at mountain lakes you're allowed to get two passes uh per day so uh so i got my first five fish i bought another pass started fishing again and i was able to fill up that pass as well so it's mountain lakes is, is really good right now um you know it, and it's not just like wide open because i did get a text from a guy yesterday you know asking about you know oh, it seems unfair you know how'd you catch all those fish you know and, are they really, like heavily stocked, and you know all this? Is it too easy there? I want to go, you know, but I talked to a couple guys, and guys bait fishing, nothing. One guy had one or two. Uh, guys that were throwing jigs, they had a couple, but nothing, nothing like they were eating the hookup bait. So I think I just had the what they wanted yesterday, of course, and then that bite, you know, the bite on red crimson. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was really good. Uh, so from there, uh, we'll go to Hesperia Lake up in the high desert. Uh, they're stocking catfish. Uh, actually, they stocked at catfish, tilapia, and wipers last week. Um, they had a mix of 500 pounds each. Uh, the next stop should be next week. I believe they're going to start doing it bi biweekly uh, for there. Um, and then uh, now from there, we'll go to Big Bear Lake. Uh, Big Bear, the trout fishing, surprisingly, was getting really good. Um, One of the main reasons is they started letting boats back on the water, so they have that that, transition during the winter They don't let any boats in the water, and then they open it up to the private uh, Marinas and now the public marinas are open Um, So the guys that are trolling uh, they're trolling flicker shad Which are doing very well they're fishing like that 8 to 12 foot range there, and they're getting limits um Big Bear also has their Fish for 50K Derby uh, coming up in June, June 11th and 12th. Uh, that one where they, they put they put five fish that have tags in them that are worth $10,000 each. Um, so, I mean, that's <laughs> a pretty big prize there. Um, now, let's see. From there, uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather uh, did not stock this week. Uh, they will be stocking next week will be their last trout stock. And then they're going to start with the catfish stocks here in about uh, a couple weeks after. Um, so, but there's still a lot of fish going on over there. Uh, kachuma Lake over there in uh, Santa Barbara, uh, they just had a stock on Thursday, four thousand pounds. They also have a trout derby uh, today. Uh, I believe it's a few days up there. Um, so. Get ready for those trout. I mean, they were, they were good size. I, the ones I saw on the, on the video, they're probably like a lot of fours, threes, and fours, but they did have a couple bigger fish uh, mixed in. Um, let's see, Irvine Lake. Irvine Lake, they're going to start, uh, they have one catfish stock this year. Uh, it's going to be on May 9th. Um, they still continue to get the sturgeon. There's a couple guys that continue to catch them, and they're breaking they're off, they're coming off. Um, they're still getting big carp, uh, but now the catfish, even though they haven't stocked, the bigger catfish are starting to show up, too, uh, in that, uh, that 10 to 20-pound range. Um, then they're getting the occasional one that's in that 30 to 40. Um, but what these guys are doing is they're using the straight braid, using uh, either the Mac bites, mackerel soaked in occasion, and they're throwing them directly in those weeds. I mean, we're, we're talking 20 feet in the weed line. So that's why they use braid, because once they hook up, it's like, you know, now you got to wrestle them out of it. <clears throat> so from there, let's see, you got got uh, Lake Hemet, uh, Lake Hemet, they're going to be stocking this coming Tuesday, uh, but they're not letting you fish all week until the derby starts on Saturday. Um, it's 35 bucks to enter each day, it's a two-day derby, and I guess they have uh, some pretty good prizes there. Also starting next Saturday is the, uh, the Sierras opener. Mm-hmm. So fish is coming uh, on Saturday, but mm-hmm. so you will be able to fish like convict Lake, mm-hmm. uh, Crawley Lake, you know, all those places that have been closed all winter. Um, you're able to fish those. And a lot of, uh, the BFFG, uh, has been stocking all those lakes as well, uh, with rainbows. And there's some spots are actually putting brown trout in. Um, so that's going to be some pretty epic stuff. I know a lot of guys have been up to the um, Let's see, now from there, uh, Lake Isabella, uh, their derby is still going on. Uh, it's going to go on, it started April 9th, it's going to continue until July 4th. Um, there's been a lot of tags caught, I would say, probably around 30 tags or so that are caught, which means that there's still 470 uh, tag trout still swimming around with tags from $20, uh, all the way up to that one fish that's worth $5,000. Wow. So it's still in there, still a good chance you know, to, uh, to get them. So from there, we're going to stop at our favorite lake, uh, Lake Elsinore.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, lake Elsinore, the catfish continue to bite uh, all the way back in the weeds. Um, they're holding to cover, kind of hiding in the shade. Um, so if you go to the back of the lake, again, what you're going to want to do is anchor your boat up pretty close to those weeds, toss into the weeds, with some map bites or you know, something soaked in Cajun shrimp and just wait and you'll get picked up on those catfish. Um, the parper are, are starting to move. Uh, they're, both, they're probably gonna spawn, I would say, in the next week or two. So if you, know, if you guys throw fish or whatever, get out there and, and start looking for them. Um, and then uh, they're also getting, uh, you know, some uh, uh, wipers are showing up. Um, I did see another 15-incher uh, caught, uh, what was it, about four or five days ago? Um, 15 inches, still haven't seen that 18 inches, so I think uh, the legal ones, they're hiding for Dream Extreme, which will be on May 13th. 15th. All right, so let, 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 let's so go ahead and
2: in. let me stop you there and let's bring attention to what's going on. It starts May 13th, okay, uh, folks. We have a two-day event, it's a Dream Extreme. It's the ninth annual. It's always been a very, very popular event. We really love covering this uh, this, uh, this event. It's the Dream Extreme Fishing Derby. So it starts on the 13th, Friday, with a captain's meeting. And then the fishing uh, is Saturday and Sunday. Prizes are handed out every day. And there's probably 15000 like usual, in cash and prizes. Um, where a crappie can pay you over $1,500. <laughs> okay? A handheld crappie. Okay? I mean, the, the size of your palm. So, it's a, it's a great event. It's a very friendly event. This is not your, you know, you know cutthroat type tournament. Just come out, have some fun. We have ladies teams. We have family teams. Uh, we have fathers and daughters and fathers and, and, um, and sons. We have husbands and wives. We have Uh, Like I said, all lady teams. It it really is a lot of of fun. It's coming up on the 13th. We will be broadcasting live from the Bobber, uh, which is right there situated as you guys go, as, as you drive over to the ramp. Okay, we'll be situated there. We'll do the radio show from there live. If you're not going to be participating in the Dream Extreme, we invite you to come out. Come hang with us. All right, come do the show with us. All right, and um, it's always fun. Last year we had uh, several people there run. It was it was a lot of fun. Okay, so hang on to that thought. When we want to when I want to come back, I want to talk to Steve Carson uh, about some news that came out of the California Department of Fish and Wildlife regarding uh, a bacteria. Alright, you you texted me you sent me this message, Steve, so I think we need to cover it. Alright. When we come back, we'll we'll talk some more. This is Angels Radio, AMA30K LAA. Angler Chronicles will be right back.
5: up up. and up. See a in rough. See
1: Angels Radio. AMA30. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous half price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949 496 5794 or on the web at danawarf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter
0: Angels
2: Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody. Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA. This is Angry Chronicles. And like I, like I said, there's uh, some stuff going on, Steve Carson. An announcement from the Department of Fish and Wildlife. You want to tackle that one?
7: Oh, yeah. Um, not exactly unprecedented. Uh, it's happened off and on over the years, but uh, they've got that the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. That is in the state-owned hatcheries, uh, and they have a number of them around the state. But specifically, if you know where they are, the Black Rock and the Fish Springs hatcheries, which are kind of out in the desert, have got a bacterial outbreak. Um it's not one of the more famous things like uh, whirling disease or uh, uh, BKR or any of those kind of things, but uh, it's similar to apparently, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the bacteria, but it's apparently similar to strep throat, but humans can't catch it. Anyway, um, once that gets loose in a hatchery, um, you, you for the most part, you can't stock them. Um, There are a few isolated areas where uh, apparently downstream from the hatchery, which is going to have the same bacteria, they can plant them, so they don't have to kill them all anymore. It's not a situation like with uh, the bird flu where they're going to have to kill all of them. But it does affect planting in the Sierras for the Sierra opener because uh, in in a normal year they, they basically plant every possible trout that they can get up before the opener just before the opener and so you're gonna you're gonna have um many 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 hundreds of thousands of trout that now can't be stocked there now if they can make it up from some of the other hatcheries or if they're going to uh spend a little extra money and buy it for private hatcheries we don't know that yet hopefully they will they will figure something out um, just reading through the um uh, through the, the press release, looks like seven between the two hatcheries, over seven hundred thousand trout that are affected that now can't go into the Sierras. So, uh, like I say, they're going to try to make it up from the other hatcheries. We'll see if they're able to pull it off.
2: Well, you know, you know, there's some there's some positive uh, from um, Director Bonham. Okay. He says, fortunately, we learned much from the 2020 outbreak, and we have more knowledge and better tools to fight the bacterium this time around. We also believe we can continue stocking with some adjustments and careful monitoring. Now, I'm going to give it a, a crack. I believe it's uh, lac- <laughs> Lactococcus pitari. Uh, is, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, if I, you say so. It sounds good, right? Lactococcus, <laughs> uh, uh The nice thing is, I mean, it, it is unfortunate, all right. And the timing is is brutal, but it's not a it's not an end all. So um, not everything is lost. So before the rumors go out, I would highly recommend everybody go to the Fish and Wildlife, go to their news. I,
7: I'm, I'm going to put the link back up on uh, Friends of Angular Chronicle. They yeah. can they read the article for themselves. And, re- and and remember, these are not the main hatcheries that they stock the Sierras with these would ordinarily um, you know stock stock uh... waters down kind of uh, more down in the in the high desert area but it, but you know they go all hands on deck for the sierra opener so these would be kind of extras um, and also again in the past they used to just kill these fish They're just like nope you guys are toast you're done we're killing you all mm-hmm. and now what they can do they realize that in waters downstream from the hatchery That also have the same bacteria, they can plant them there, um, you know, and not really change, you know, not not really change anything. So, so yeah, when Bob says that they've learned a lot, they they have learned a lot, and hopefully, they've also learned that or are are better and faster ways to sterilize the facility so they can get it back up online and plant everywhere in the state. But yeah, it's not great news. It's not the end of the world, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So there, so there you have it. Uh, if, if some waters don't have as many fish as possible, if they can't figure out some way around this, then that's going to be the reason.
2: Right. Uh, but, you know, the important thing, and this is what I want to bring attention to is, yeah, it happened, but let's get the right message out there. In other words, l- l- let's, let's give the real of what's going on. I heard that a couple of rumors just make, didn't make any sense at all. It was All dark and gloom, and and, 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 and that's not the case. So, everybody, go to uh, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, go to their news section, you can read about it, and at least you get the story Uh, directly. Literally,
7: right now, I'm hitting the button, and it's going up onto uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles.
2: Perfect, perfect. All right, Uh, I I needed to get that out there. Um, I'll tell you where it's going to be good. It's going to be good at the uh, Dream Extreme Derby, the ninth annual. Okay, and we'd like to see you guys come out and join us. Like I said, we are going to make a television show out of it. So, it'll be, this is a great place, great way to get onto the TV show. And uh, Ron, you'll be running the way station with uh, Tony and your earthworm. Okay, and uh, yeah, he's your earthworm now. I give him to you. Well, if Tony shows okay. up, you know, you never know. If Tony shows up, right. yeah, he's Mia.
4: But uh, I know Andrew. He's always reliable. He'll be there. Everybody can come out and meet Andrew. Can't miss him. Uh, Look for a totem pole. No, yeah. underneath the totem pole. Right. Well, Just look for the totem pole.
2: You'll find him. We'll give you a shovel to look for but, him.
4: But, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, it, it's something that we need to be doing every year and grow this thing and get more and more. You know, guys, there's a lot of prizes and uh, some cash to be won. So.
2: Yeah, so if you want to participate, again, this is very, very friendly. It's uh, any If it floats, it goes. So if you have a kayak, if you have a, a shark donut, as I like to call it, a float tube, or anything that floats, you know, boats, et cetera. Uh, You're eligible. There's just no fishing from shore. Everything has to be from the water end. And you go to lercasino.com, all right, and you'll get all the information there. The Lake Elsinore Hotel and Casino has put together an amazing package with a two-night stay, double occupancy, and the entry to the the Derby. So you can get everything done there. Uh, Plan ahead. We do have fun, okay, so um, we always make a joke, it's not a tournament, it's a derby, because the derby means it's not so cutthroat. I mean, it can be if you want it to, but that's not the vibe, okay? The vibe is coming out, having some fun, and maybe win some serious, serious money, okay? Uh, The prizes are just unbelievable. The raffles are great. Um, There's a lot going on, a lot more cash. This year I heard than than previous years that will be given out. So it's just it's a great time All right, and once you're off the water for the day, we all get together and we all party together Okay until the wee hours. Okay, and if you want to go to go to sleep You can if you want to stay up you can I know of several teams that will always fish on Saturday and you can't find them on Sunday because they had too much fun at the casino or hanging around, and just just a lot of fun, all right. And there's always some activity over at the casino. Um, is there a fight this year on that night? On the no, not on the fourth. But there's always been you know MMA or something going on. It's um, it's a, they have a great sports bar in CJ. So anyway, guys, it's going to be a, a blast. So go to lercasino.com, check it out, come out and join us. Um, I think teams are two to three people, and it's a lot of fun. All right, so um, good. Look it up. And what, five different categories. What are they, Andrew? Uh, it's a wiper, crappie,
0: catfish,
2: carp, and what's the last one? Bass. Largemouth bass. You better not miss my bass. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> hey, you cool Trust about- me, they can't miss your bass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: One more thing about that lake is that uh that if you're throwing mackerel, I've seen just about every species eat mackerel. Isn't that bark, a, catfish. Yes, and bass.
2: yes. yes. <laughs>
0: it's crazy. No, you know, I've it's seen that happen. Dipped
2: happening. in that bite on stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, cases, yeah. Yeah. I like I, I, you know, some people like the Cajun, I like the crimson, I like the flakes. Okay. It's that Hollywood in me. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Andrew, um, that, that, that's good stuff there. Excellent re- report for freshwater. What I'd like to do is I'm going to start turning it over a little bit more towards Steve Carson. Um, we've had an unbelievable stretch now here for two weeks, maybe three, maybe even four, uh, where we've had a couple of storms along the way, and yet the bluefin are all over the place. Okay, so Carson, um, the grade of tuna is the catchable kind. You want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah,
7: it, it's increasing slowly, um, but uh, still very manageable. And, it, you know, it's amazing, having been in the, in the retail fishing tackle business for, uh, uh, shall we just say, a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> people... More than more than any time I can ever remember, are getting quality tackle. They realize with you know with these bluefin tuna that we've had now since 2016. So, you know we're six years into this. Uh, it's, you can't even say it's unprecedented anymore. This amazingly awesome bluefin tuna bite. People are getting good tackle, and you know most of the early fish. Most, not all, most of the early fish. Uh, for the last month or so, I've been in the 15- or 20-pound category up to about the 50-pound category. There's certainly been some standouts on almost every trip. And uh, the last couple days, there's been some schools that have come up under the boat that are more like 40 to 80 pounds.
5: Correct, yeah.
7: And 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 even a few just, just peaking at 100. I, again, there's been a couple, oh, even over 150, but really just a couple. And as these fish just slowly ratchet up in size, it's actually good because early season people maybe didn't have Ron to change their line for them, like you.
5: No.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so they don't. So they don't have fresh line, or they didn't get their reel worked on, or they you know they got the the guides got rusty in the off season or whatever. And it gives people a chance to to you know to get out there catch something. Uh, maybe they just didn't, you know, lift dumbbells, and uh, you know they need to work out a little bit more. But as the fish ratchet up in size, uh, you know we may not get the, uh, another 400 pounder this year, but we are certainly going to see at some point in the season. I mean, I'm predicting um, a, a decent number of hundred plus pounders. And people, like I say, people have been been uh, working re- uh, some retail uh, uh, events, and people are getting. Gear, certainly they're going to be ready for 200 pounders. 300 pounders take a lot of preparation, but, but I, I, I think you're going to see some really, really nice fish caught later this year. In my opinion, it's lucky that they're not that big right now. It, I, I think it helps everything kind of get going, get the kinks out. Uh, you know, people drink a little extra coffee, whatever and then they get ready for when the, the real fight comes.
2: So, yeah, and, and I've been monitoring uh, some of the boats, for example, the Intrepid, all right? Uh, they went out, and uh, they have, they have, they're they coming back with limits, okay? And uh, if they're not limits, they're extremely good quality fish. Uh, what, what seems to be working for all these boats is 40 to 50-pound test, all right? So a lot of people ask, what are they using? Okay, here you go. 40... A 50 pound test leader, a 300 gram knife jig, okay, or I guess one of the jigs that you want to use. Knife jigs have been working really, really well, okay. And uh, fish are you been know, coming in, for example, on that particular trip, it was 90 pounds for the big one. The majority of the fish were right in the 40s, okay. Sir, so, so, uh, let,
8: let, let, let me kind of well, expand on uh, that. Actually, a little hold,
2: bit. hold on for the expansion because we've got. To go to a break, and when we come back, oh, I hear it! I hear it now. You see it, yeah. We can talk about the legend and everybody else. San Diego boats. Uh, There's there's more than just bluefin. So, anybody, hang on tight. This is Angels Radio, AM eight thirty, KLA. We'll be right back. There's a lady
1: who sure all it glitters is gold.
0: Angels Radio,
2: AM eight thirty. Ron, these sunglasses are nice.
4: Yes, Sergio, Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the Burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The Burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour.
2: This guy Stick Figure. Folks, this is Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. You're listening to Angry Chronicles. And, um, Steve, before uh, we, we continue with the tune, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that Taco Tuesday is this Tuesday, okay, at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Ron, where is that located? It's on the, right off the 405 Freeway at 15192 Golden West Street. Right. So it's uh, 405 and Golden West. Um, last Tuesday of every month, we will ha- be having a Taco Tuesday, and it'll be just prior to the event. They're going to be down next weekend. They're going to be down in La Mision. They'll be giving away some shoes. Just So it's a town between um, Rosarito and Ensenada. And so they get about, no, three to 4,000 people come up or be giving some shoes away. That would be really, really, really cool. Okay? All right, so Taco Tuesday next t- next uh, Tuesday at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. We'll be posting it all over social media. Okay, uh, Steve Carson, let's go to your the point that you want to make.
7: So, yeah, tell you, so you mentioned the 300-gram jig. That's the nighttime jig. Um, you know, the different boats, I mean, They're fish, so they're never going to do exactly what you think they're going to do. But different boats get into bites both during the daytime and the nighttime. And the 300-gram jig has been, uh, you know, kind of the standard thing, occasionally a little heavier. But during the daytime, uh, you you want to go a little bit smaller jig than that. Um, Kind of the hot size has been about 150 grams. Um, I was actually down the landing yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, sometimes I go down there just to soak up the energy, you know, and just see people lined up waiting to get on the boats. And it's like it's like the old uh, Mervin's commercial if you remember that, where everybody's they, they got like their fingers up against the window and they're going open, open, open. Uh, people are just they're just like twitching in their boots, standing in line, they're waiting to get on the boats. But um, yeah, 150 gram jig has kind of been more the standard for the daytime bite, and occasionally. Uh, one or two boats had to wear even the smaller hundred grammers. were were getting bit. Um, obviously, with the lighter jigs, you can't get down as deep. But if the fish are feeding on small bait, then uh, you know that's a better you know matching the hatch kind of thing. So you yeah. got to go. You got to be prepared. And let me emphasize, I love all the lure manufacturers. They're all wonderful. Um, I have some sponsors of some specific ones, but. On uh, just about all of them, if you're going tuna fishing, take the factory hooks off and throw them in the trash can.
2: Yeah, exactly.
7: And get some good owner rings and some good owner hooks. The exact ones vary depending on the, what the size of the fish are and what the kind of lure is, but most lures are made for, God forbid, fresh water. mm mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them are made, even if they're made for saltwater, they're made for stripers or rockfish or something like that, and the hooks are just not Yeah, and,
2: and not because they're a sponsor, but let, let's face it, the owner, ST66s, they come in extra heavy and or extra strong. I mean, they, they come in, in, in different, different variations. It's a great treble hook. Uh, you will not be... You won't have a problem with that one. You got single replacement hooks. Those are amazing, too. Uh, the one thing we always say, just try to match the size of the treble to the treble that you're replacing. Yeah, a lot of these uh, jigs are fine-tuned with that size. When you change the size, you might change the action. And the other thing is don't be afraid to add a, a, um, an assist hook, okay, especially on knife jigs. Um, You do mention the day, but I I, I will tell you something that's been happening for about the last week or so. Uh, During the day, they're scratching out. They, they, They usually get, you know, four or five fish per stop. Come nighttime, these things are coming alive, which is a problem for me. Because those of you that have fished with me, tuna fishing, know that I don't get up until 8 o'clock Sir, in the morning. It's not,
7: a pro- it's not a problem if you're not even
2: awake. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. But it's more yeah, room I, on the rail. Yeah, more room on the rail. I, I, uh, but these fish have been biting really well. I mean, limit-style biting at night. So this is one of these times when we say, you know, be ready. All right, we always talk about tackle. But now you need to be ready uh, and to expect a, a night bite. So... What does that tell me? You need at least an overnight trip, preferably a day and a half. So, um, yeah, that, that, those are the things that are happening and just wanted to make everybody aware. Okay, so knife jigs. Um, let me let me pick your brain here, Carson. All right, you know, we, we've had this, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? These flat fall phenomenon. Now it's going over to knife jigs. What's the difference? Why don't you tell people what the difference is?
7: Well, the difference is um, a, a flat ball is more leaf shaped or teardrop shaped, depending on how you can visualize that, and it's made to, it's made to flutter. It has a very enticing flutter going down. Um, you know, that's the good news. Um, the bad news is even a heavy one doesn't sink that fast.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: And um, so, if and there's if I, a lot it, of
2: current or a lot of wind. You're not going to get to the zone too fast. You have right, to,
7: right. Yeah. And a knife jig, as you would expect, is longer, skinnier, and sinks. You know, just like a bullet going straight down. Um, number one, for, for two lures of the same size, you can get deeper with the knife jig than with the with the flat ball. And um, also, uh, you can get down first. So sometimes, if it's a small school of fish or they're just they're quickly reacting. It's just a matter of, you know, first person down gets the bites. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's 20 people dropping lures uh, and three bites are going to come out of that school, it's the first three people down. Right? Uh, so uh, if, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're still waiting for your lure to get there, um, you know, it just doesn't happen. So, so that's been, um, uh, in many situations, exactly what's been happening. You're either not getting deep enough or you're not getting deep enough fast enough with the, uh, with the, with the flat type jigs. Now, sometimes the fish are in a pattern, they want that enticing falling leaf action, and they're, because they're fish, they change their mind, that's what they want, you better give it to them.
2: Yeah, exactly, and you know, people ask, you know, what what color? Well, I'll tell you, I have my favorite knife jig, and Ron actually had a chance to try it, and it's um, all of them, all, they're all the same color, believe it or not, and it's a uh, chrome, it's a stripe pattern, Chrome with uh, glow in the dark white. Okay, so uh, just make sure you charge up the glow in the in the dark, and think about it. You're bit, getting bit at night. They see even a little bit of a shy, uh, uh, of light, and they go right to it. And that's that's what attracts the fish. But go ahead. Well, and also make sure your
4: uh, reel is attached to the rod. I don't know what you did to that. that I didn't, set that. I
2: didn't
4: <laughs> Okay, no, but oh, I mean, I, 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 I'm I gonna
2: have caught, I caught fish
4: before. Sir, Hey, use my. So I did, and sure enough, I hook up. And this is like four o'clock in the morning, and uh, all of a sudden, the reel just comes out of the seat. I don't know what that and was. I'm holding about. the reel as I'm trying to hold this fish. Now, that, I do not recommend that. That is not something that you want to do. But it was quite the experience, and we did land that fish, so it's possible. But just make sure your equipment is top notch. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with the equipment. It just wasn't no. in the real seat all the way.
2: That's probably what happened. It came loose. Just check it. I mean, that's not something you normally would check, so just make sure, make sure when, when we start the, uh, hey, the trip. Hey, it was a great laugh. I had In fun. fact, I see here, uh, Steve, you just posted some of the, um, the jigs, the knife jigs there, and, and the top one, folks, is the one that I was talking about. If you look at the photo, it's got some chrome, and it's got some glow-in-the-dark white. I mean, I imagine everything else. I think the the chrome I like for some reason. I don't know if it makes that big of a difference, you know, 200 feet down. But um, I like it, and the glow in the dark, most assuredly. Okay, so knife jigs, like like Steve says, um, if you got a, especially if you've got a lot of current and the boat's moving really fast, um, yeah, I would probably go more with a knife jig. However, a knife jig goes straight up and down, and sometimes the flutter gets them. Right, Steve.
7: Exactly, uh, you know why? You, you know why fish jump, don't you, Sergio?
2: Because they can.
7: Because they don't have a middle
2: finger. Oh, that is true. I, I've had several spit out a hook in the jump.
0: That's a
2: good one. <laughs> Are you learning, earthworm? <laughs> Are you learning? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh huh. Because you're not even a grasshopper yet. <laughs> you're not even a jump. grasshopper yet. So you I mean, you not. You can't even do the kung fu move. Well, you know what? Nobody here. You you don't even know what kung fu is, do you, Andrew? The sh- the television show. <laughs> I don't know. I know it. but No, not. I don't know about no television show.
0: Kung fu.
7: Now, Sergio, I I, I also just put up another photo on uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles uh-huh. Facebook page on the smaller. You know, um, again, this is more of a daytime type thing. The uh, the dart type jig, or some people call them the sniper type. Uh-huh. Um, which are a little smaller, usually they're, they're fished in that 80, 100-gram size right. normally. Um, I show one in a package showing the hook that it is a saltwater hook that it comes with, but it's designed for striped bass.
2: Right, so make sure you not change percent, the hook. And, and I, would, I would enough. bring attention to, you actually shared a Williamson uh, line. Um, I know a lot of people like to fish the Colt Sniper from Shimano, but, but look at these very carefully, okay, the way they are shaped. Okay, um, I think they swim better. Steve, you've had some really good, good, uh, good response with these lures. I know you have.
7: Oh yeah, I, I, they're they're just awesome. The only the only problem is occasionally, and if you look at the if you look at the picture there, um, the one on the far left, the uh, the the purple one, which looks all nice and new when I took that picture, mm-hmm. um, uh, on and I was fishing on forty pound test line. And and I do I, I I sort of go against type in that um, if, again if you look at the stock hook that they come with besides switching over to the owner ST66 treble hook I also go up one size you do get a little bit less or fewer bites not much not much less but a little bit fewer but the holding power is dramatic mm-hmm. uh, anyway that exact one that you're looking at there in that photo. Um, after an hour-and-a-half struggle, it went away in the mouth of a 200-pounder. Ooh. And, and it's still a little traumatic. You know, my, my, my heart kind of goes pitter pat when I think about it. Um, but um, elephants eat peanuts.
2: All right. So let me let me answer a question. I'm, I'm monitoring here. We're getting a question. It says, is the bite on bluefin mainly day-and-a-half, full day, or three-quarter day? It'll be day-and-a-half two-day and three-day. The full day they're concentrating on a lot. I mean, I know they were switching over to tuna fishing. They're catching a lot of yellowtail. Same thing with their three-quarter day. But the the bluefin bite has been a day and a half to three-day. All right, guys. We'll take a short break here. These Angels Radio AM 830 KLA. We'll be right back.
1: To chase a feather
2: in the
0: Radio.
5: AM 830.
1: Angels Radio, AM
6: 830.
2: MA30K, This is the Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. All right, uh, Steve, uh, you want to finish up? I know you, I got you right in the middle of a, of a thought there. Uh,
7: if you did, I forgot what a, but, but we, it was. But It's uh, the terrible. Gonna
2: say is- it's terrible to get old, Ron. You see I that know, they it forget. It I don't know. But- I'm not there yet. I'll let you know.
7: I got distracted by the question about what length trip to go on. And what I was going to say was mm-hmm. is uh, the three-quarter-day trips, which out of San Diego is primarily uh, the Liberty and the San Diego, they are still fishing the Coronado Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're getting um, varying scores of yellowtail every day at the Coronado Islands from from one to maybe 20 per day, just kind of depending on the day. Uh, but they have both announced that um, probably within about two weeks, they're going to start the offshore uh, trips, which means they're clearly following the movement of the fish, and they feel like within the next couple of weeks that they are, those, those tuna are going to be within range of the three-quarter day trips. So
2: yeah, the and fish I, are on I, the I,
7: move, I, and, and uh,
2: it's good for everybody. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that that's telling you that the fish are moving this way. Okay, so... Uh, you'll be able to catch them on... Although the Liberty and the San Diego are more full day, aren't they? They're 5 to 5. Well, it all five.
7: depends on, on the way you look at it, Tev. Uh, I, I don't want to get too far off into the weeds. Um, and, of course, these boats carry more than one captain. But a, a lot of boats up and down the coast run what they call 12-hour trips. So they're, mm-hmm. they're 5 to 5 or something like that. Because <coughs> Coast Guard rules are at 12 hours and 1 minute, you have to have two, two captains, captains on board the boat, correct, and so a lot of a lot of the boats you know will do like I say a five to five or a six to six type of schedule, so they come in just a few minutes before and they're legal with only one captain so right. that's that's kind of the theory that uh, again in practice, a lot of times even the galley cook has their captain's license, so right. it's not really going to be a safety issue
0: that you have to worry about
2: right so but bottom line is uh, the fish are close. Um, the key is going to be like everybody, like everything else. When you start a brand new season, look at baseball, look at uh, football, any of the sports, they have a preseason. Uh, you got to get ready, okay? And, and for anglers too, get ready. Sometimes on these fish, you get one chance. Um, it's not, I think, a lot of it's not cheap to to go out on these trips. So you want to maximize everything, okay? It, it, they're expensive. So maximize all your possibilities. What do we talk about all the time? Make sure you have fresh line. Now we talk about putting some fre- a different type of hooks that will make sure the, the, the fish stick to it. Um, know what time of day. And also work out a little bit in the sense of, you know, pull. You need to go out and pull on something. to get. You get rusty in a year. Okay, some people haven't fished in six months. Okay, you're your first fish, if it's a 40 pound bluefin, it'll wake you up.
4: Right. I um, I just got off a trip on Thursday, and there's and, and one thing that uh, there were a couple of experienced fishermen there, and, and they had flat balls on. And Remember, guys, when you're rock fishing, take off that third hook.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll get stuck, yeah. And you will. Well, it's not and that you you easy.
7: If, if you have two hooks on a jig, yeah, you know, you the, the tandem hooks, you can't have a teaser.
2: You cannot.
4: And uh, just because um, we didn't get boarded, but there was a there was
2: a boat out there that did get boarded. So be careful. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but back to what we were saying, just make sure that you're ready to go. Make sure your tackle is ready. Um, the fish are beginning to go. I, You know, we always talk, you know, recommendations, recommendations, but if you don't, do it, and then you go out. I, you still see so many fish being lost. I see the reports from these uh, captains that go, you know, we had a chance. We had a chance at these fish. We hooked them up, and then we lost them. And then you got to ask yourself, why were they lost? Sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's a fish. But, Steve, 80%, it's the angler. Can we agree? Uh, well,
7: not necessarily the angler particularly. It could be the equipment. Um, I was well, well add, okay, that's put,
2: what I mean. It's something that we I'm can control. Put this up
7: on 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 Friends of Angler Chronicles Facebook page, it's the five don't leave the dock without them for bluefin tuna. Now, uh, again, here early in the season, we're not really catching the giant tuna yet. Yeah. Asterisk Yet, at what point are they going to come in? Could be today. They could be. They could bite this afternoon, or it could be another month before the really big ones show up. And a lot of people think, well, I. I can't afford five different rigs or uh, I don't want to, but worse, I don't want to carry five rigs. Now come on. Come on. You can carry five rigs, it's not that hard. They have dock carts. But on any it is true, on any given trip of the five rigs don't leave the dock without them. You may only use one or two of them on any given trip. The problem is you don't know which two of the five Mm-hmm. until you get out there and also
2: and, and also for the heavier stuff guys you can always rent them um, yeah I would tell you maybe possibly all the, the landings uh, have these this equipment for rental so you don't have to invest you know maybe you know whatever several hundred dollars in getting your own and then you go out you like it you can always go back and buy one okay so whatever you have you can bring, but. You just want to make sure it's in it's, it's in great condition. That I hope you got your reels taken care of before now. Okay, this is when the reels have to be in pristine shape. You know, just gave them a little tune up. All right, uh, clean them, get them ready, oil. This is where you need them because those first fish are going to pull line and they're going to test you. Now, though they're catchable. Okay, but you have to be ready for it. Okay, the other thing and I, I say this every year because I see it happen. If you catch a fish and you land it and you go and put on a new fresh bait, you got to check You know the, the, that foot to two foot. I would go is this. However long your fish was that you just landed, check that line from there all the way down to the hook. Chances are... It got nicked by teeth, okay? And now it's not as, as strong as you think it is. It takes two seconds to change your hook, okay? Just retie on a hook uh, versus fighting a fish and then losing it because the, the line broke, okay? Check your drags, okay? Your thumb is not part of the drag system, okay? Um, a lot of times you put your thumb there, and I've seen it happen. A tuna takes off. It'll burn your finger, won't it, Steve Carson?
7: <laughs> oh yes, it definitely will, especially braid.
2: Especially braid. Braid
7: will blister you.
2: Well, mono used to get really, really hot too. Okay, especially braid, if it was dry. Braid
7: is even braid is even that that another step worse. Yeah. So don't uh, don't let that happen to you.
2: All right. Well, listen. I've got a caller here. His name. Let me, let me go to my caller here. Is Bruce. Bruce. I wonder if it's... Br- Bruce, good morning.
3: Yes, it's me. Hey, hey
2: Captain. Captain Bruce I know. Root. How are you?
3: It's divine intervention, I know. <laughs> oh, we're hanging in there. Uh, I'm down for quite a while here. Uh, our engines are supposed to be in December or January, but all this C-19 computer crap kind of killed us off. They came in a couple weeks ago, so we're putting them in right now. Excellent. Literally, as week, I have to. I got one that was kind of beef leaking oil, and they wanted a lot to fix picture. So I decided to do it right now. In April, it there was a bit of real productive buzz sports anyway. So. so I'm hoping you'll be back by the 10th of May, 5th of May, maybe the 1st. Okay,
2: so, so mid May, we can count on the Sport King game.
3: Yeah, maybe even a little before that as well.
2: It's supposed
3: to be done May 1st, but I think it's going to run four or five days past that. I'm not sure. The engines are coming out Monday morning. The new ones are going in Thursday, but it's going to take a while to make things run.
2: Got it. Got it. But listen, Bruce, keep us up to date. We'd love to hear when the uh, Sport King is back in action. You know, we love your boat.
3: Well, we're going to resume, you know, whatever's resuming at that time. Um, It's springtime. Easily get gets productive,
2: especially
3: in May. Right. So like a May 15th song, you got to figure something's going to happen, something's going to happen. Um, you know, there's some Bonita the Island, and I'm kind of tired of rock fishing myself for now anyway, but you know what happened. We did it for so That long. can
2: be music to our ears, except for Rock Cod Ron here. Rock Cod <laughs> yeah. Ron, he just... Oh, no,
3: no. No, we no, no. Do what we got to do.
2: Yeah, we we, no. we know that, huh, Bruce? Hey, Bruce. Um, so yeah. why, before, the one thing I want to see is one more time on the west end of the oh, island, yeah. just killing. I mean, one bluefin after the other. That was awesome. On a three-quarter. Yeah,
3: quarter. we had a few days out there that worked real well. Uh, hopefully, that's going to happen again this year. I guess I are still floating a few down below. I didn't to paying too much of attention to it, but uh, we need something like that to happen for a while and close. <laughs> right now, we don't want to have to go a long way. I'll tell you that. Well, my largest
2: yeah. hey, my largest yellowtail in the last couple of years has been on the Sparking. Was that? I remember that one. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 38 pounds. Then we did one on the Enterprise, but the Enterprise came in at right around 36. So the 38 still is the Sport King. So that was a fun oh, trip. Oh, wow. That's the... That one. the Enterprise. That's the island or the
3: local
2: one. All right, but listen, I've got two minutes, so I want you to give everybody all okay. the information, Cap, because...
3: Yeah. Okay, this is Bruce, the three-quarter day boat Sport King at L.A. Waterfront Cruises and Sport King. Uh, We'll be moving shortly. We'll get to that next week. Just a short move temporarily. Press 310-547-9916 for reservations or information. Or you can get on the website and follow us on Instagram for the landing uh, web as well. And uh, we're at the end of the Harbor Freeway, right at the bottom of the hill to the left. We're about 500 feet off the bow of the Iowa. Oh,
4: okay right in the middle where the fish
3: bucket okay you know and, we had uh, six o'clock in the morning
4: okay well um so. I, I you know we know we have our trips with you and i'll i'll give you a call um I, I know you got my message obviously so i'll talk to you and uh congratulations on the new engines that's always a good thing yeah and uh yeah i can't wait in you in know enough. we Hello. have our
3: going to be nice right now we have our yeah. first
4: trip with you on June 23rd so that looks like it'll be safe <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
2: I'd but I'm gonna to jump on with cool. you a little bit sooner. Yeah, there, we I want to try to get. Out I love there. the way you fish the island. Um, I've seen you several times, a couple times from my private boat, and uh, I really like the way you fish. So, oh god, you get I it tight. You I got
3: too, you got too close. Well, you, you remember also that? Know where the white no, sea no, you, are, you gave me some bait. Okay. I appreciate. It.
2: All right, Bruce, we gotta go. But thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, Captain <laughs> Bruce Root from Everybody the out there. Have a good day. You got it, brother. All right, you're on Angels Radio, AM
8: 830,
5: KLA. We'll be right back.
6: You may be into punk rock, soft rock,
1: or classic rock.
6: R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer.
0: Gentlemen, now you can find the best brands and fits for you without even trying. Just follow these easy instructions. Step one, shop a personalized store that does all the work for you by customizing a selection for your taste and body. Step two, level up your closet with the best brands and fits with little to no effort. Not trying has never looked so good. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store. We're so you. Angels Radio AMA 30. KLAA,
1: Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire,
2: where Angels Baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners, or management. Any and all on air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show
6: owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA.
1: Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles.
2: Welcome back everybody You're on Angels Radio AMA30KLAA. You know, I know the Brit I know the Angels didn't win last night, but you know who's a winner? The Sheriff. The Sheriff doesn't care. He just he just shoot you. You know, that's what I like about the sheriff. He don't ask questions. He goes, I'm going to put my jig over there. And he puts his jig over there. Doesn't hesitate. Doesn't, you won't see a beat of sweat ever coming down. He goes, I'm going to put my jig over there. And that's why we call him affectionately the Jigslinger. Without further ado, the man that never loses. The man with the, it's always lit, the A, when this band comes into town. The angler, see A for angler. Danny, the sheriff. Jigslinger Jackson. How's that,
5: Danny? Hey, that's quite an intro. <laughs> you know, as far as jigslinger, uh, I I have slung a few jigs. Is slung is that the past tense of? You know, I I, I, I and I have sure. been
2: there right next to you when you've done it.
5: <laughs> yeah, we we've slung a few jigs, uh, Sergio. That that's for sure. Well. No, everything's good as far as the Angels. You know they're off to their. Yeah, they didn't beat the Orioles last night, but they're they're off to their best start. Don't worry. Years, like I told so. Ron. I told Ron
2: this in the car we were driving up. You got 500 games to make it up, so don't worry about
5: it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Right. 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 You right. know, most seasons anyway, of
2: most sports. I'm gonna say around the world, are no more than 20 to 25 games. Okay. That that's you play. You know that's that's. I mean, you do multiple seasons in a year, multiple cups, but a hundred and how many? 150? I mean, 60. 160 teams. games. You know, I don't have that much time well, to watch 162 but games. But it's so popular, people can't get enough. Okay, so let, so let me ask you guys a question. I, and since I have you, because I, I, I need to learn this stuff. So um, you have 162 games in the regular season. What's the average length of a baseball game? What, Danny, three hours and a Pretty half? Pretty
5: close to three hours. Yeah. Right? Three, two and a half, three hours.
2: Okay, just at three. Yeah. Th- that means you, um, you, you spent 486 hours. That's cool. Okay, but. but that was fun. Well, I know, but in a 24 hour day, that's 20 days nonstop. Okay. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, well, Jackson. Sergio. It's just How like two pounds. How long a pound. typical soccer game? How long is a typical soccer game? It's not, tip, it's not typical. It's exactly 90 minutes. That's not true. Because they always have extra time where they stop the game. and then But, they but add there's that stoppage. On. So, so of action, start of action 90 minutes. 45 in the first half, 45 okay. in the second half. Okay. So in other okay, words, it just... it, 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 the same amount of time for your guys to stop fighting <laughs> in a dugout.
5: See, for me, it just seems... For me, it just seems a lot longer. <laughs> you know, it's so, just, it just
2: yeah, it's just you know, I don't know, I just don't appreciate. I mean, I, I just I get do, the best snaps. But um, you know, the, the nice thing is you're in the minority. How's that? that? That's true. You know, because the true. World Cup's coming up, uh, folks. Qatar, 2022. And I will. It's watch be that. amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. That's what all these, that's what they do for four years. they they, they these countries are trying to get there. And all the foot all the soccer the or football that is played in between, um, with the different clubs and stuff is to get the players ready for the biggest it's um, the biggest event in the world. It's actually bigger than the Olympics now. So all right, but anyway, Danny, you know what?
5: Well, let me let me just let me just finish that thread with this. No nope. you know, I believe me, <laughs> I'll be watching I'll be watching the World Cup. I mean force you to I hope, hope that well, no, no, I, I hope, believe me, I hope I, I actually
2: watch goes it.
4: goes all the way, Sergio. I watched the World Cup, I, too. I th- I th- okay, I wait.
2: which team do you want to go
5: all the way? Who? Argentina, of course, I, of course. I, I like it, I like it. Well, the U.S. is playing. Oh, no, no. I, right. Why would I pull for anybody else? That's out of the question. I appreciate well, that. Anyway, anyway, I- although
2: the U.S. U.S. will be there, you know. Yeah, once the U.S. is
4: eliminated, I root for Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> Second game. Yeah.
5: <No. laughs> That's bad. <laughs> All right. So, uh Well, let's 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 talk about television. Let's talk about television. And, and and in particular, uh Angler Chronicles high definition television. Before I get to tomorrow's episode, which is very timely, um Sergio, we we've, we've got some really good news. We got brand new programming coming up soon, like probably a week from tomorrow. Yeah, I the, just uh Oh, okay. Go go ahead. Well, I I just I just finished uh I'm closed captioning actually the Freedom Boat Club, the brand new Freedom Boat Club episode featuring Marina Del Rey, their new location. Mm-hmm. So that that will actually, I'll be able to. We'll have to decide on the weeks, but that that will uh, be able to air that one a week from tomorrow. And then I just received from John the brand new Zamar Palace at Cedars Island episode, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'll, I'll need to caption that one. There's a few. Uh, uh, graphics perhaps and, and finishing touches so point is we've got two brand new well, episodes and, and he's already up, and he's
2: already started on the ocean odyssey and then after that ocean odyssey two and a half day trip he's gonna hit the voyage for vets that we just did i mean I, we may you may switch some of the order around but um they got there and then and then believe it or not before we we know it we're filming the dream extreme we're filming yeah. the fireman okay we've got the fireman uh, mid May, and then starting in June, we're going to Bay of La. So we'll get that one done. Then on in July, we're going to be in the East Cape for the All Ladies Tournament. Rhonda's going to actually be a team, okay, with uh, Donna Kayla's from um, Dana Wharf and Michelle Conklin. That's going to be the the trio, okay, and we're going to cover that one as well. So it's going to be a lot
5: of fun, and that's just well, the beginning it's of the season for me. Yeah, Sergio. It's exciting for me, especially based on the the COVID issue we've gone through the last two years. Everyone's gone through it, so now we're it, it's, we're, we're we're really back in the television business here, and I I love it. I mean, new programming—that's what it's all about, and and uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, let's get to tomorrow's episode. Uh, I'm going to run a Bluefin Odyssey aboard the um, Ocean Odyssey, of course amazing amazing bluefin fishing and um, quality fish this is an angler chronicles fishing schools charter of course uh, uh-huh. with captain rick scott so that will that will actually premiere tomorrow morning 8 30 on valley sports west and of course run five times during the week just uh, valley sports west and also valley's uh, socal hd so check your local listings and Course, you always post the times uh, on Saturday yeah. Yeah, the, uh, this
2: afternoon I'll post it. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put everything there, all the information. Uh, just a word of note it's on the Ocean Odyssey this year. Uh, the Ocean Odyssey is participating in Tuna Wars, okay, where we love yeah. it because it's Captain Rollo's uh Kids at Sea program. So we'll be on the Ocean Odyssey. So if you want to see what the Ocean Odyssey looks like, it's a great way to see the boat and how fishable it is, okay? It's a, it's a, one of our favorite platforms yeah. out of uh, San Diego. While I'm talking about Captain Rollo, uh, they're having the the Captain Rollo's annual giant used tackle sale, okay? You know, we were talking earlier with uh, Steve Carson about the equipment. There's some great equipment to be found, okay, uh, at this particular tackle sale, and it'll happen... Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm, ooh, we're, uh, one one oh,
0: week from today.
2: C- oh, right. So, okay. so it's next Saturday, April 30th, between 11 and 3 at Seaforth Landing. I was looking for uh, which landing. So it will be at Seaforth. Again, the largest selection of used fishing tackle ever offered. Our friends are and There's a lot of people who wait for this. Okay, so uh there's some gems in there. You just gotta spend some time and go. And remember, all proceeds used to take more kids fishing. Okay, so um, you know, if, and if you need more information, you can contact Tim at RolloKids.org. Okay, it's a captain's uh, Rollo's uh, Kids at Sea program. And if you want, um, Mike Lum has graciously already posted it on Friends of Angler Chronicles. So the Ocean Odyssey is going to be a platform this year for tuna wars. Six or seven. I don't even know which one. Six, I think it is. I always get it wrong. Be,
5: it'll be seven. seven.
2: Seven. Seven, okay. I love that. Seven I love the number up. seven. Yeah. So um, yeah. it kind of fits in, you know, with, with what's on TV. You can catch and, and look look at the boat. I love it. And we love Captain Rick, Scott and Dina, and the whole crew is always spectacular. So uh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, you bet. So um, Danny. I look forward to spending uh, 90 minutes with you uh, this this time uh, this summer, okay, in June. Okay, and we can watch some um some unbelievable world-class football. Yeah.
5: Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it too actually. I'm, I'm going to get you really a, I'm going to
2: get you one of those big number one hands, you know, and I'll get you some flags. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. You got to drape yourself like I do. I drape myself in the Argentine flag when I watch the games.
5: That's well, how, we had some lures. Remember that? And in Cedars, we had some lures that had the Argentine flag Remember that? Flag I still have on a, them, yeah. I, I, surface, I decided not to fire. use them
2: and just, just save them. I had the Argentine flag put on there. Yeah, right?
5: all right. Oh, I would. Yeah. I would. You bet. Oh, okay, Jackson. So that's what I've got. So I appreciate you guys it. have a great weekend. It's been right. nice. Okay. Thanks, Danny. Have a good one. All right.
2: You guys, Thank you. All right. Did, 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 did we hit the baseball enough or soccer enough? or You like it, Ron? Well, we all right, let's soccer. talk about tuna again. <laughs> All right, you mentioned you had a trip. You went out this week. All right, so why don't you uh, give us a highlight of that trip, uh, Ron? Well, we went on one of my favorite
4: boats out of uh, Dana Wharf. It was on the Helena with uh-huh. Captain Calvin Cooper. And mm-hmm. um, his cook, Dan, is um, just he makes the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever had. Um, but it was, um, you know. Uh, it, rock fishing and it's just the deepest we went was 250 and we did get some quality quality fish um it has been slow out there obviously everybody knows that but on this trip uh it was because angler chronicles trip it was wide open and <laughs> we, you know we had 60 plus uh, reds and you know quite a few uh sculpin and it was just a doggone good trip and it was very calm very Uh, the wind had not had died down and it was just a really really good trip and you know they're always the boat is for charter and he has very reasonable prices so you know and dana wharf is always one of the i was just marveling during the day when we were coming back how clean dana wharf is and it is a nice uh platform and a nice uh, place to go out fishing on
2: yeah and unfortunately i say because we won't be at dana wharf tomorrow right um we're gonna (coughs) celebrate the life of one of my favorite people, an Iron Man in within himself, Corey, Captain Corey Leiser. Uh, we're gonna uh, release his ashes into the ocean tomorrow. A big ceremony. So um, to Rochelle and his little boy, we love you. You know I've I've known him for a long, long time. So Corey, rest in peace, my brother, and we'll celebrate you tomorrow. All right, folks. This is Angels Radio, AM eight thirty, KLA. We'll be right back. I
5: see- Radio,
6: AM 830. Fishing fanatics will love a value-packed membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers. Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Or cruise to FreedomBoatClub.com for details.
0: Angels Radio. AM
6: 830.
2: Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. And I know stick figure is not new, but I discovered it recently. So, um, really enjoy it. Unbelievable on a boat. When we go on the center console, we're rocking this stuff. Anyway, let me uh, welcome aboard to the show our dear friend, Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, my brother.
9: Good morning, Sergio. How's that tuna talk going?
2: going really good i'll tell you what um i think it's important to let people know uh exactly what's going on okay and and it's happening it's going to happen and if you're not ready you're going to pay the price Okay. so um, anyway, so I got you on. So what I want to do now is we are we are getting a call in. You're going to remain the rest of the show with us, but we got a a caller here. Let me go ahead and go to Long Beach Sport Fishing's Steve Phelps. Okay. Um, I just want to say good morning, Steve. One of the few people that has a theme song. On on our show, you hear that. You hear that, Steve <laughs> Phelps. Do you hear that? I hear that. Now this is courtesy yeah, but- of none other than Oliver Solis of Fishing Syndicate. Nice, nice it, it's all and so just to not 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 to be undone. Not done. It it wouldn't be right to get you, Steve, and not get Oliver. Don't you think? This is Rico Suave. How, how did we start Steve off with dice? It, it was it was all Oliver. Oh, Oliver. It was. It was and we know about Rico Suave because of Steve, right? Because of Steve. And so, the, and then you know, and then we we you know I, I didn't do it for him because he's an earthworm, but you know even our <laughs> er, even our earthworm has one. Look, look at it. This is an earthworm. <laughs> It's called Wolf Totem. Okay, so he, by the who? So you know what? Uh, so everybody, I don't have one. You don't have one, but the, these guys have one. Carson, you don't have one either. We're gonna have to find one for Steve Carson. Yeah,
7: they, uh, that could be. That
5: could be tough to find an appropriate
2: one. Yeah, I, I, I had Boy George for Ron, but he didn't like it.
4: No, I do. Like, you I really like boy want George. to it hurt me. me? No.
2: That's all. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna Don't touch let the that. Ponytail anyway, good morning, Steve. <laughs> I didn't want to go in the weeds, Ron. You were you almost taking me to the weeds there. I mean, he's with a ponytail the whole bit. I didn't want to go there. All right, Steve. Talk to good me. Good
8: morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Let's uh, let's start out with the El Dorado, the overnight boat El Dorado. Uh, unfortunately, the wind kept us tied up to the dock this week, guys. Uh, just, this wind doesn't want to. Seem to give us a break, but it has given us a break this weekend. We did get out on a charter last night. Um, we have a sponsor trip leaving the dock tonight, and Sunday night looks like a go. And you know the weather got this window here. Um, should be some uh, good fishing, good weather, and uh, hopefully I'll have a report for you next week on what they got. You know this weekend, and hopefully we make a few trips out uh, this week during the week. And um, I also would like to mention, after some deep meditation, Captain T J decided uh, starting May second. At least for a couple weeks guys uh, we're gonna switch back over to our San Nick slash island freelance schedule until something really pops off you know on the surface. I know there's been a few yellowtail caught at the island but it seems like uh, seems like the guys want to want to do Nick for a couple more weeks at least. Um, you know we might we might continue that until the end of May but uh, it just depends on you know what the surface bite um, you know, whenever that kicks off we'll switch back over to surface and uh, we'll kind of just take it from there.
2: Okay. All right. You know there's some great fishing happening in Nicholas. You know, so why not I take know, advantage uh, of it?
9: I know the trip at the end of May that's gonna go surface fishing and not rock fishing.
2: Correct. And the end of May that is the anniversary trip for um Actually, fishing that's syndicate. Uh,
9: that's in July. That's, well, that's in it. July, but in May we have a we have a day and a half, sponsored day and a half on the Eldorado. El Dorado um,
2: What's the date of four, yours? Oh, okay, yours um, is 20th, 29th, 30th. Okay. Ours, week was, we have one that leaves on the 22nd. Okay, we have a day and a half that leaves on the El Dorado on May 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And then we have another one. We have an overnight on the 12th of June. And Ron, help me out here. And then we have the, El, oh, the, the, the Fishing Syndicate Anniversary yep. El Dorado. That would be in July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So, yeah, so, yeah, there's there's some trips coming up, you know. And, and when it comes to our trip on the 22nd, we will pick the best uh, possible option, whatever's happening. Because I mean, here's the point. What's the purpose of go chasing tuna if you're not within range? And you just go for a drive. Might as well go catch some fish. So I, I, I'm okay with what TJ's saying. Okay, there's some really good action still at St. Nicholas Island. we got to take advantage while we can. So, uh, absolutely, Steve, I, I, I get it. I get it big time.
8: Yeah, don't forget, you know, uh, this time of year, um, we, we have uh, been known to really do well on the white sea bass and yellowtail at Nick as well. So, you know, hopefully those things move yeah. in. But, again, we're just going to kind of play it by ear and, and see what happens. Uh, as far as um, locally, Victory's been bouncing around local. Still loading up on the sculpin, rockfish, sheephead, whitefish. It's been really good. Uh, weather's been up a little bit this week locally as well, but that that seems to. A it seemed to lay down this week, so it's uh it's it's getting better, guys. Hopefully this win eventually. Let me, let me stops. Ask and you, and you guys do have a trip next uh what is it? Oh, I'm sorry, the 27th. Uh, the 27th. Next Wednesday,
2: ever- exactly. We were you know, we came to the stadium this morning and we have Holly, one of our guy, our dear friends with fishes with us, works here at the stadium and he said he was gonna be there next Wednesday on the victory. Let me ask you a question. Are the Calico Bass trips then that were going on the El Dorado have then been put off until later uh, later date or are those are still good?
8: Yeah, right now we kind of we kind of put those on the back burner for okay. now. I mean, it seems like everyone talked about you know they wanted to go calico bass fishing and you know everyone was excited, but you know no one seemed to book and it's everyone was just talking. Well, you we had, had weather, bat, so
2: you had yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah, I one. know,
8: but there was there was one trip, you know, we could have. We could, the weather was nice. It just, I don't know. Everyone wants to, fish, they say they want to fish calico bass, but we just, we just didn't get the interest, you know. But, well, you know, once, once the weather calms down and, uh, you know, we'll start doing it again. You know, we'll yeah. get the interest once we start getting some, you know, calico bass and stuff. Because you know cow, what stuff. I was
2: thinking of doing? I was telling Ron this morning, I, we have the victory on the 27th. So I was going to get on the victory, come in, change, have a change of clothes. And just load that night into the El Dorado. Then go out and fish some calicos. I love calico bass fishing. It was the only time I could, but all right. No problem. All right, so Steve, victory happening. The El Dorado's happening. uh, There's some good fishing. And this is going to light up real soon, folks, real, real soon. Okay, the weather is going to get better. The water temperature is going up. And it has been a cold water winter okay i my fish on the center console in those um december january february months and they, in march even was cold okay the water got down really really i mean a lot lower than it has been in the last four or five years so anyway steve what's the best way of uh, getting aboard either the victory or the el dorado
0: well the
8: victory departs every morning at 6 a.m for three-quarter day fishing guys right now they're uh they're remaining in the local waters until something pops off at the island you know to make it worth the run uh 6 a.m to 4 p.m the El Dorado is departing every night at 8:30 p.m and uh, currently until May 2nd they are still you know island freelance uh if you want to book a ticket it's longbeachsportfishing.com click the book online tab if you have any questions or problems with the uh with the booking system, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. And if uh, everything works out, I'll see everyone
2: on Tuesday. I'll tell you what, the you Tokyo Tuesday. Tea is waiting for you.
8: It is. It is. I, I love those things. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for my wife. She has to deal with me all night when we're there.
2: Well, <laughs> VIP, I'll see you on, to- on I Tuesday. Okay? and. uh yeah, I get- Hey, uh, Oliver, this is a great song for him. Let's let's kick it. So collaborate and listen. Okay? I I will be collaborating on Tuesday, guys. With some Tokyo tea. I love that. (laughs) All right, listen, uh, have a great uh, day, Steve, and we will catch up with you on Tuesday. And, folks, this is a great place. Come out to Taco Tuesday, and you can see that a lot of people that are very important in the industry are there. You can talk to Steve, get the rundown on the El Dorado, the, the, um, the victory, and anything else that goes on at Long Beach Sport Fishing. So, And all you got to do is buy them a Tokyo Tea, and you're good to go. Oh, yeah.
8: I'll give you lots of information, guys, for Tokyo Tea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What do you think, Oliver?
8: <laughs>
9: <laughs>
2: Oliver, Oliver mutes that's his that's, phone. Go ahead. I'm gonna
9: buy him. T- I'm gonna buy him two t- Tokyo
2: T's. He's gonna buy you. T- get, t- up,
9: get him to sing. Forget, forget. Get him to talk.
8: Get him to
2: sing. Will Will you perform uh, Ice Ice Baby for us and uh, uh, right after Taco Tuesday?
8: Well, it depends on how many Tokyo Tees you guys buy. How many
2: do you want? <laughs>
8: Um, I don't know
2: three four okay they- trust me it doesn't take that much that'll, get, me, that'll get
8: that'll get me started but, but we, we want to make started.
2: sure we don't give you too many Tokyo teas so you don't do it so it has to be somewhere in between all right done deal I may I may stick around on Tuesday night absolutely hey Steve you and I'll do a duet okay
1: oh, no no yeah. no oh, no, yeah.
2: no no duets no that one he has to ice ice baby okay so it's all good all right, done deal. Um, let's talk. Uh, Steve, we'll see you at Taco Tuesday. All
8: right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right,
2: thanks. Care, buddy. Excellent. All right, um, Oliver, we're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back. We were talking about tuna, and uh, what I'd like everybody, if you get a chance, go to the Friends of Anger page. Okay, and Steve has posted. Let me see if I can find it there. Well, there's how to make Tokyo tea. I love that. Okay. Um, uh, Steve, you po- you posted up the, the, the rigs that we need to yes. have.
7: Uh, five rigs. Don't leave the dock without them for bluefin. So too, real
2: huh? quick, as you mentioned it before, but real quick, remind everybody.
7: Okay. Uh, if you want a 20, 25 pound rig, a 30 pound rig, a 40 pound rig, a, and each one of these does a different job. They can't really overlap very well. A 6080 um, for the size of the fish that have been caught so far this year, that's as heavy as you need is a 6080 rig. But if it's like anything like the last six years before this, you need an 80, 100 rig. And I, I sort of outline the rods and reels to match together. Um, like with any rod and reel set, uh, everything needs to match together, the rod, the reel, the line. If you suddenly decide some strange thing can be one of the, those three components, it's probably not going to work out very well for you.
2: All right. We'll hold it right there. I got to see you hear the music coming. We'll come back. I want to talk a little bit more about that because I want everybody ready, loaded, and ready to go. So, that, you know, stock, no, how to go? Um, stocked and loaded. No, I was Lock it? And loaded. locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. But I don't want you locked up because then you'd be in jail. No. And then you'd be sitting right next to Johnny Depp or oh. okay, or Hunter. Or, but you know, I, Let's not go there. All right, <laughs> folks, you're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. We're back.
0: I'll sing a song for you because the mode is right.
5: Angels Radio, AM
4: 830.
1: Pride.
2: Today's Tom mean, mean pride. Welcome back everybody. to Angels Radio, AMA30KLA. This is Angry Chronicles. Okay. So let, let, let's talk here. Um, what, what, oh, Oliver, I wanted to, I wanted you to chime in on those categories that uh, were given. You know, so Steve, why don't you prop him up with the first one 20 to 25? What rod would you recommend?
7: And And, and the way I have have it rigged up, the way I have it listed, Oliver, so you can match your right rod to it, is with a, a, in this case, it's a Penn Fathom Star Drag, the 15 size. For you old, old school guys, that would be a Newell 229, or going all the way back, would be a Penn Mid-Size Squitter 145 size. But just about everybody these days knows what size a a Penn Fathom 15 is. So, your 20 25 pound rig. So, go with a rod that yes. would match yes. that well.
9: Yes, sir. So, you know, just like you said, that, that should be like a light rod, you know, rated 15 to 30. Uh, some guys are going to want something lighter than that, the double H tail, like Circle 10 25. 50 to 30 is definitely the, the way to go when you're offshore fishing tuna, yellow tail. Uh, a light rod with, uh, you know, 20 25 pound uh, on, on, on a, on a What we would call back in the nineties a two hundred pounds
2: reel. Okay. Perfect. For thirty pound.
7: For thirty pounds, the way I have it the way I have it listed, that's where that could be a, a discussion for another show is where is the line drawn between single speed and two speed reels? Well when you're out there after Bluefin tuna the way it's been the last six years in a row your 30 pound rig should be a two speed, and I have it rigged with, I have it listed with a 10 fathom or torque 15 two speed lever drag. So go with the rod for that. Yeah, so I go with the medium, uh, something greater than the 20 to 40,
9: 20 to 50. Um, I, you know, when it comes to 30 pound, like he said, I, I agree with that. You know, uh, do you go start driving your two speed? Uh, I personally like the Fathom uh, 25 or the uh, accurate 500-size reel. Uh, I only want that 500-size reel because I'm going to gain more line at every crank. When I drop it into the, two, uh, into the low seat, you're going to be able to put more pressure on that fish. But, but um, you know, there, there are those people that will argue that the 200-size reel, um, even a to two, 2 feet or... A
7: 9400
2: two-speed would be a perfect 30-pound wheel. Okay.
7: What's the next one, Steve? Next one's a 40-pound rig, and that's the one where I have it rigged with either a Fathom or a torque, and this should definitely be a two-speed. No debate, no doubt about it. Um, I have it either as a 25 narrow or the 30 size uh, in the two-speed lever drag.
2: All right. And what, Rod, would you recommend, Oliver? On that speed on that, uh, that would be size' be
9: heavy would be a heavy, that would be a heavy uh, rated 30 60 30 50 so that you can fish 40 you know uh, have a very strong background uh, backbone for that and absolutely two seat wheel uh the 425, 25 the 30 if you want that capacity the accurate uh valiant 2 seat 500 um, those would be your excellent 40 pound wheels which um notice how season 9 through the 50 on his lineup but if you had a fish 50, these wheels, you can change that top shot. Same rod, same reel, you'd be able to top shot it with 50 pounds.
2: Very good, very good. Next one.
7: Yeah, well, and 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 to continue on with that, Sergio, he is correct. Just it uh, literally this year, uh, a 50-pound rig has suddenly become a popular choice because of the size of the jigs that are being fished. We talked about it earlier, that that 120, 150-gram size jig has suddenly become popular, and a 50 is very good for that. It hasn't gotten popular enough for long enough for me to add it to the Don't Leave the Dock Without It list, but um, it is definitely gaining popularity this year. But anyway, ordinarily, the next one would be a 60, 80-pound rig. I have that listed with a, uh, a Torque or Fathom. Again, definitely a two-speed. Not even a debate, not even a discussion. Uh, the forty narrow size lever drag two speed with a sixty or an eighty pound top shot. In either case, over eighty pound braid.
2: Okay, all right. So
7: and Steve, would you, uh, Steve, would you consider also for that
9: a uh, 10, 15, or twelve? 15? Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. That's going to be the next one. <laughs> right on. So I would, you know, match that up with. Uh, Depending on, and sorry about the fog in the background. Depending on uh, what people want to uh, fish, uh, whether it's an uh, extra heavy rated 40 to 80 or a double X rated 50 to 100, the number one fishes different. I would go with a 2X 50 to 100 because that's going to give me the 50 to 80 pound range. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if needed, if needed, um, top-shadow with 100 just for operation purposes. Nothing more than that. Um, you know, you could even do a flat-full of that um, if needed. A nice big, but not the right setup. I see going to bring up the
7: next one.
2: All right, and then the final one?
7: The next one, an 8,100-pound rig. I have it listed with an, with an international 16 VISX. Younger, stronger people than anyone who's, who's in the studio or on the phone right now May <laughs> uh, opt for the 20 VISX and that and I do mean you, Sergio <laughs> <laughs> The 20 VISX is, a, is an awesome reel It's just a little bit too heavy for somebody my age to fish with all night when mm-hmm. you're waiting for that one bite That 16 VISX um, is light enough that I can fish with it all night Heavy enough that if a that if a straight three hundred pounder bites it, um, I can still have a good chance of landing him. And uh, I know that uh, you've got a lot of nice rods for that one too. So yeah, go. So yeah. now you're so on.
9: I definitely agree with. I definitely agree with Steve on that sixteen or twenty. I would personally fish the twenty only because again I'm thinking of you know gaining more line on every crank and line capacity. Uh, but that's what you want to have a rod. That is considered a rail rod 100 pounds thick whether you choose to go with an 80 to 150 60 to 130 depending on the manufacturer you want to you want to choose uh, but you want to have a rail rod that is a solid 100 pounds stick, and that setup will get you set up for fish you know and anywhere from 250 to 350 we've landed at 390 on our 3x 60 to 130 um we're getting a lot of people asking us for an unlimited rod. In our case, it's 82 unlimited. So it's a solid 200 pound rod. Um, I'm telling people, you don't need that rod for these fish right now. Um, they both need it because when they're flying the kite, they want something that's gonna be solid and you know bring that fish in quick. Um, but we are getting a lot of people coming through asking for that unlimited rod, which they would use a 1030. Uh, uh maybe
2: even a 50 on it wow all right well let me let me bring you guys back around and and within those five but what happens after you when you get about 40 pound test and above um not all knots can be done well so i'd like to hear the recommendations for 40 and above which knot you guys would would use and i'll ask oliver i'll ask ron and And, um, Andrew, Andrew, this is not two pound test, bro. (laughs) All right. But, all right. So I want to get what what you guys recommend. And then, you know, folks, there, there's so many videos on YouTube, so you can get the instruction there, but let me go. Let me start with you. Steve Carson, anything above 40, what are your favorite knots? Well,
7: if you're tying, talking about tying on a hook or a lure on the end, Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty much, it's not exactly old school, but I'm a single San Diego kind of person. Okay. And you kind of have to work out a little bit um, with each different pound test, 40 is different than 50, 50 is different than 60, exactly how many turns uh, that you use. Generally, uh, you know, kind of your default number is six turns, single San Diego. Mm-hmm. But different brands of line and different pound tests slide differently, and you want to figure out what's the most number of turns you can use and still get the knot to completely snug up tight. And that could be anything from, you know, with, with like 100-pound test, that might only be four turns. With 12-pound uh, test, it might be seven. And you just kind of have to work it out, and I've already kind of done that in my mind so I can do it pretty fast. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the, the signal San Diego, it just it doesn't fail. And for me, especially on my trips where I might be tying on hooks for a number of different people, I need, need to be able to do them fast and the same every single time. That's really the key to tying to good
2: knots. Right, Trying yeah.
7: same every single time.
2: And, yeah, take your time. So, All right, so the single for you, Oliver, which uh, which knot for you?
7: I'm 100% with speed.
9: That's what I fish from, you know, tying 2-pounds all the way to 100-pounds. And like you say, you know, how many turns you do, whether you go back into the loop or not, when I tie my jigs, I do. When I tie my hooks, I typically don't. I've never had one failed. Uh, you know, back in the albacore days, we used to try to do uh, the double San Diego, right? Um, because of the teeth and used small smoke hooks. Uh, and for some reason, I would have the double San Diego sometimes fail at me. Um, so I always done the single San Diego just uh, like By the way, Sergio, just a little,
7: uh, Oliver. Oliver is is showing his experience just by calling it the San Diego. <laughs> Sometime around 20 years ago, the San Diego became the San Diego Jam. Mm-hmm. So if you hear somebody calling that knot the San Diego Jam knot, they've been fishing for under 20 years. Uh huh. Just a little, just a little trivia. All
2: right, I like it. All right, good. So we got the San Diego. Ron, which which one do you like? You have the same thing. The San Diego. The San Diego. You
4: know, if, if the fish goes a little bigger, then obviously the double San Diego. Well,
2: I, I'm, a, you know, the funny thing is, um, until the last few years, I didn't fish anything 40 and above. I've always fished a lighter line. We've always done that, even for bigger fish. So now that the fish are getting more atoned well, to the heavier Sergio, line, yeah?
5: Sergeant, tell you,
9: um, you know, I tell people this all the time. When was the last time before this these came in? that you actually had a 50-pound rig. Southern California has been your 20 to 40, light, medium, heavy.
2: Yeah, oh, but 40 was forty was like, to 60 was heavy. I mean, 40 to 60 was heavy for us yeah. back then.
9: Well, we used to throw with 60, if you yeah. remember that. We used to throw with 60, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, two decades ago.
2: Yeah, and, and I'll tell you. Ta-
9: was like, you know, there's big fish when you're fishing a dropper loop, maybe you're doing a jo-yo jig, and mm-hmm. you, you want to you wanna have the strength to pull, but we've never had this, you know, where we needed anything heavier than 40
2: right so but since because i'm my favorite for knots from 20 and under 25 pound test and under um it's gotten a little bit harder with floral because it's stiffer that's the one thing about mono i always seem to get better knots with mono versus fluorocarbon. but anyway um i like the uh, palomar i've been and i'm a Big, big support of the Palomar. If you do it right, if you don't overlap, you'll be fine. Anyway, anyway hold that thought. We'll finish up in the next segment. And um, I'm liking this because everybody will be ready to go. Folks, Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back.
0: Angels Radio,
1: AM 830,
4: Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub & Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub & Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway, Michael's Sports Pub & Grill.
0: Angels Radio,
6: AM eight thirty.
1: You need fooling. baby. I'm
2: Welcome back, everybody. Angels Radio, AM eight thirty, KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and hopefully, we're giving you a whole lot of love. Okay, uh, with what what to do and get ready. We take all this stuff for granted okay we don't get our reels done or we put it off and some of you do and I applaud you um, you know have your reel ready to go okay cleaned uh, tuned up make sure your drags are good make sure it's lubed up it's ready to go same thing with your rods the other thing I would highly recommend before the season starts take a q-tip all right most of the new rods have ceramic guides take a q-tip and just go around every guide, and if hairs pulls out of the Q-tip, guess what? You've got a nick in in the guide. Eventually, that will cut your line, especially um, um, uh, what do you got a Spectra. Okay, so keep that in mind. Uh, so so that's just regular rod and real care. Your knots are very important. Like I said, I I like the Palomar, 25 pound and under. Unfortunately and especially with fluorocarbon because it's stiffer okay it's not as flexible uh it's harder to do a proper palomar so then i like the double san diego but that that's just me okay and and when and when in doubt i have one of the deckhands do it they do them every single time remember this you need to rely on your deckhands and your and your the, the crew when you go on these party boats so single one out you know, it, it doesn't hurt to give them a tip ahead of schedule, okay? If you come with us and we, we, we will take care of you, Ron says I'll, I'll do it for you. But if you if you go on your own, tip your deck can ahead of time, <laughs> wouldn't you agree? If you're not sure, I guarantee you they'll help you, and they'll do all your knots, they'll do all your connections. Ron wanted to talk that
7: Sergio, on- that, that, that is great advice, especially if you haven't fished either in a long time Or, uh, you know, a lot of people, even if they used to fish a lot, maybe they locked themselves in the house for the last two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you haven't fished in a long time or if you're bringing along, you know, your kid, your grandkid, wife, girlfriend, mom, cousin, anybody that's going to need a little extra help, talk to the deckhand ahead of time. And, uh, you know, those guys basically live on their tips. So uh, that will go a long, long way if you do exactly what what you just said.
2: Yeah, and also remember, folks, um, boats want you to catch fish, all right? They have something called a fish count. If their fish count is high, more people go. The more people go, then they have work, right? So they want you to catch fish, and they'll do just about anything to make sure that you're on the fish and get that fish on the boat. So make sure. Very cool. Yes.
9: A smart angler is one that asks and listens. Because like Steve said, those guys live on the boat. Uh, even if you went out last weekend, conditions change over the week. You go back again. You've got to ask the deckhand. What is working? what are the fish fighting? And that way, you're, you increase your chances of catching fish. Which, by the way, that's what you're there for.
2: I cannot tell you how many times I've been on a boat and somebody shows up and say we're, we're doing something specific. Maybe we're fishing for tuna, you know, in 5,000 feet of water. We're fly lining a bait, and some guy comes up with a dropper loop and sends down a dropper loop. And he goes, It worked for me last time I was out here. And you go, Okay, when were you out here? About 10 years ago. Okay, and you go, Yeah, but that's not what worked yesterday or, or the two days from uh, two days ago. And people need to understand that the, these, these fish will change how they bite, when they bite, everything. They, people just think you put a bait on the water and it's going to get bit. No, they got to get hungry. They have to be angry. They, there's a whole bunch of reasons why they'll just look at a bait and just swim the other way. So pay attention to that. But bringing it back around, uh, make sure your gear is ready to go. Make sure your knots are good to go. Go to YouTube or any media you want and and learn how to do these knots, okay? Um, You got to practice and practice and practice. Now, Ron, you wanted to talk about the connection between fluorocarbon and spectra?
4: Yeah, Steve, what knot do you, like, prefer?
7: Uh, I like, you can call it either the John Collins knot or the RP, and again, the magic of YouTube, you you can go on YouTube and you can... You can see somebody uh, uh, demonstrate it, and then you practice, practice, practice. Do not practice your knots when the fish are jumping. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, sort of the two variables that I do on that on that John Collins knot is they they usually show five or six turns, depending on the pound test. I usually go seven or eight turns, and then when you come back through the second time to finish the knot up, I go back through. I go back around twice. <laughs> And once again, lots and lots of spit.
2: All and right, there you go. And so Sergio all
7: Nuts, Sergio. All knots, lots of spit is
2: really oh, the key. And I hope people understand why, because what happens is you get these two poly, co- what do they call it, polycar, whatever. You got plastic, okay? In, Joe, in Joe late,
7: fun polyethylene.
2: Yeah. So and, and when you <laughs> rub it together, heat occurs. It's, it melts into tears and it breaks it down so the the spit makes it slide nice and easy. Oliver, which one do you like, the RP or which one do you use?
3: You
9: know what, I, I do like the RP, but uh, I am so used to the uni to uni and haven't had any issues. I mean, that uni to uni goes back decades, uh-huh. um, but the RP is a, it's a good night, absolutely.
2: Okay, and Andrew, which one do you like? Wake for up. what? For what? Ah, <laughs> uh, you were sleeping, <laughs> Andrew. No, we're talking about connections between fluorocarbon and spectro. Which one was your favorite connection? Not. Oh, the favorite
7: connection. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I usually have to check into it. Uh, see, <laughs> see, he's a smart one. Okay, for me, I, I've, I've used the RP, Ron. I've used the RP forever, but I'm learning the FG okay now the fg ben really likes doing the fg the fg unfortunately takes a little bit longer but it's thinner okay and uh my recommendation i know it's not for everybody okay and people will dispute it uh again the the beauty about fishing is you get to do it your way now you may catch somebody's gonna catch more than than you and you just got to figure out why me personally I My new gig for the last year and a half, two seasons, has been you take your fluorocarbon, you make the best knot you can make, whichever you feel comfortable, because now, all these knots work as long as they're done correctly. So figure out which one you like better and go for it. And then what... Sergio, hold Oliver, on.
7: Oliver really hit on something when he when he said he's always been doing the, the uni to uni. Any knot that you're really good
2: at right. and you're tied comfortable properly with.
7: is fine. Mm-hmm. A super fancy knot, you mentioned the FG, a super fancy knot tied even a little bit improperly is no good at all. So, but, but if the you're thing, already uh, right? things uh, don't change.
2: So let's talk about that. The FG knot, when you have heavy line, okay, becomes much thinner. Okay, it's pretty much the diameter of the of the fluorocarbon. Okay, with the RP no you have the the loop you have all that extra uh, bulk in it so what I do is I go ahead and put half or the whole spool all 25 yards of fluorocarbon okay now people whatever I people usually have a
7: heart attacks
2: out there Sergio yeah I know but I mean the, he, here's the thing you know when I when I put a hook on and I fly line believe me I'm not going to cast 75 feet okay that's that's what it is 75 I don't, so with with, with sardine with sardine you're not going to get 75 feet out of it and if you do them when the sardine hits that water it's dead i mean i gently put it out there so you let it go out okay it's, it's going to do what i want it's going to sink it's going to make that bait go down you know three or four feet that's what i'm looking for in putting so much uh braid plus the fact that when you, you get bid you bring it in you check your line it's nicked you cut And you put a hook on. A lot of times you cut and you have no leader left. So there's different schools of thought. Choose the one that you feel more comfortable with. That's, people say, or I tell people, this is not a team sport, okay? Fishing is one on one, it's you and that fish. That's all it is. So whatever tools you need, you use. We try to recommend the ones that we have. Use the, because we have experience, you know, I don't tell we don't consider ourselves experts and legends and all that, but we do it all the time. I'm on the water at least once a week. Go ahead. Well, man.
4: you know, it's, it's,
2: everybody's said the same thing. It's what you're comfortable with.
4: But until a knot fails, I'm using the same one over and over again. Plus, because, because you're faster. Steve said it. You're a wide open bite. The last thing you want to be is try something that you've never done.
2: Yeah. The time to try something new is at home. Okay, and I highly recommend, uh, I mean, some of the crazier stuff I've done, okay, is I would take, uh, uh, I, I would make the knot on my kid's bicycle and then tell him to take off, okay? And <laughs> it's a great way to set your drag, okay, and the kids are having fun.
7: I think CPS might have a word with you.
2: A CPS?
7: Child Protective Services.
2: Too late. He's thirty years old. They can't take him away. <laughs> He's already thirty. But I mean, there's stuff like that. I mean, there, there's the other. I mean, if you're crazy enough and you got the room tied to the bumper of the car, have your wife just take it oh. out of. No, just take your foot off, put it in gear, and just take it out of. Uh, take the brake back, and it moves forward. That's going to help you. Trust me, these things do help. They're radical, but you know, so am I. So, Sergio, all you
9: do, is, all you need is a doorknob. All you need is a four knot. So I'm not, not going to touch
2: that. that. I'm not going to touch that because I got I got visions in my head that can't be right. They had nothing to do with fishing.
4: Well, <laughs> and the other thing with the RP is, guys, make sure it's cinched.
2: Yeah, cinching is every. Yeah, that is everything. All right, so this okay. A tip. Let's give a great tip. But you need to go out there and get some of those little knot pullers. Yeah. Invest in those little knot pullers, or make or make some you for make yourself. Just, okay, I know. Yeah, no, uh,
7: there, no, I, I sometimes I use those knot pullers, but when I'm when I'm fishing and I know I'm going to be tying a lot of knots, I always 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 wear gloves.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah because I, that way you can pull you hard. It, it, I, my problem is I use lighter lines. So a lot of time when I use those knot pullers, I pull. So hard, I bust the line, but it's okay. So, um, having said that, we got about a minute and a half. I want to thank Steve Carson and Andrew, even though Andrew's asleep right now, or he might be crawling back into the underground. And Oliver, thank you for calling in. Um, I I, I want to say a couple of things here. Uh, Thank you to everybody that sent me messages, uh, especially for Rhonda. Uh, We laid her mother to rest. On Thursday, I want to thank everybody, my partner here, Ron, taking care of the Helena for me so I could be at the service. Much much appreciated. All right, and um, rest in peace to our dear friend, Corey Leeser, captain of the, uh, was it, the Clementi? Yeah. Okay, uh, at of Dana Wharf, we'll be celebrating your life on Sunday. And let's stop with these things. I'm over it, okay? Me too. So, um, but get ready. The season's upon us. Can you see? The bluefin are upon us. The yellowtail have arrived. White sea bass is going crazy. In fact, we get got a mention up at Oxnard. They got a nice 66-point-something-pound um, white sea bass. That's a tasty one. And for that one guy, when I posted it, made the comment, I can't believe you don't release them." A 60-pound white sea bass, even me, it will be in the sack. <laughs> It'll be filleted. Okay. Is, is that safe to say there, uh, Carson?
7: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, white sea bass have a legal limit, 28 inches. Yeah. That's a pretty good size fish. If you get your 27 and a half incher you got to let them know. Uh, yeah, keeping a 66-pound white sea bass is just
2: fine. It's okay. All right, everybody. We're going to head out to breakfast. You guys have a great one. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country.
2: We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles. Take me down.